Welcome to episode number four of Raised On It. Well, it's officially August, which means summer's drawn to a close. Only 55 more games of regular baseball left. Oh, man. How many more weeks until kickoff? Uh, I don't know. I'm not as excited about it as postseason baseball. Okay. That's true. No, September's good for... Football's gearing up, college football, NFL, baseball, you're in the pennant hunt. Um, that's a good time of year overall. But it's still summer. Yeah, no, so we're, it's still summer right now. So summer festival is still going on, artists doing their thing there. But, and this is kind of my favorite part too, is we get a lot of these artists start like releasing what they're doing this fall. And like we talked about, I think on the first podcast, like the different venues and Usually this is the time where they're going to go to those smaller venues and um, you'll have a better chance to hear them and see them close, not from a mile away. It's not the big arena tours of the summer. They're small standing room only venues or county fairs. and Yeah, no, it's a good time. A few albums coming out in the coming weeks. Cole Swindell, August 17th. Carrie, September 14th, Kane Brown coming out with one November 9th, and of course, Eric Church, October 5th, which leads to a natural transition to the Eric Church Rolling Stone interview. So if you're late to the game or have not been near the internet in the last week or two, you know that uh, you wouldn't know that Eric Church gave an interview to Rolling Stone, and it covered a whole host of topics from his music, his personal life to naturally that type of publication is going to, you know, try to ask some difficult questions or (laughs) put them in boxes. So political, all that came up. So what did you think of it? I thought it was genuine. Um, He's never been one to sugarcoat things or, um, you know, whether it's who he is or his music, he's never really straight. He's always kind of uh, bucked the system. He, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to play my music. I'm not going to play what people want to hear. This is what I want to sing. And nothing really bothered me. Um, you know, everyone has their own opinions. And just because he's a country artist, I can't be naive to think that they all think alike, or he thinks, you know, one no, way only. No. Um, I'm not going to stop being his fan. You know, I like his music. I think he's a good guy. What difference does it make? Right, and especially, it wasn't, I just look at it like he didn't make any sort of personal attack going after a certain politician or not. No. Like, I mean, my recollection of it was he said he voted for W. Bush, voted for Obama, didn't vote this last time, kind of a Bernie guy, kind of likes Trump, thinks the NRA should do different things, doesn't like lobbyists, (laughs) but owns guns. And it's just like, I don't know. I found it like just interesting and refreshing. Like you got to like up close look at who he is and like what matters to him. The thing that like got to me the most was people were kind of freaking out about him blaming the NRA, and you should never do this. Don't ever read comments on a Facebook article, even though we all do it all the time. But people were commenting on some article, and they said, who even is this guy? And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> like, I mean, 
I, I feel like maybe people who don't listen, if you don't listen to country, I mean, if you don't listen to country, do you not know who Eric Church is? Am I, I living in a bubble? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, he's maybe he's not in the same name recognition as Tim McGraw or Kenny Chesney, but um, yeah, I think even the casual person would hear that and be like, okay, I at least know who Eric Church right. is. Right. So that's the part that like takes me off the most. None of his comments really made me upset. No, it, it was it was was not like a Dixie Chicks saying, I don't know. No, um, you should all go to check out the article. You know, make up your own opinions for yourself. But. Yeah, no, it was fascinating. Um, I'm just getting, I don't want to rant about it, but it's just we boycott and protest everything. We're just like, okay, we're gonna protest or boycotts one of the better country music singers right now because. <laughs> exactly. He gave a candid interview, which he wasn't mean about anything. Really. No, no. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, for me, it's like, all right, so if, if you have friends or family and... If you have friends or family. Okay. Take your friends or... Just <laughs> go with me here. Okay. Let's just, If you have friends or family that have different political opinions there than you, go. right? Okay. Okay. So let's say they have kids and they're going to sell you... You know, pizzas or Girl Scout cookies. Are you gonna say, no? I'm not gonna buy that because you or your parents like right. differ. Like, so that, and I, you might as well like throw your iPhone in the river. Right. You might as well never go to another movie again. Exactly. <laughs> so like, that's why I don't like this whole. Uh, I'm not gonna listen to Air Church anymore. I'm gonna burn all the CDs. It's like, I mean, do what you want. That's fine. <sighs> Great part of our country. Do what you want. But that's just if you've been a fan for so long. He's still going to put out great music. He's still going to put on great shows. Um, yeah, I am. He's still on my bucket list to go see him. For sure. I don't know. People just lighten up, have fun. Enjoy the music. It's all good. Yeah. And um, speaking of enjoyment, I'm digging this Catherine McGrath album. Your segues are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Been rehearsing all week. <laughs> No, I, I really, I really do like um, the singles. The singles coming out before she released the album, I thought were great, and um, the whole album, like top to bottom, is just good. And like, I, I'm trying to think of a comparison. She's got. I feel like she's got some Taylor Swift crossover mm-hmm. appeal to her, like Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know. It's on repeat for me. I yeah, I really enjoy her album. It's not maybe as well. I wouldn't say poppy, you know, it's more, well, so she's from Ireland. So I feel like it has like a, a taste of that in it, it where you could see like the instrumentals, like, right? Like Niall yeah. could like a duet with them would be like, Oh, ideal. Um, I like her duet though with uh, Hunter. Don't let me forget. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I haven't listened to it probably as much as you have, but um, I still like, yeah, all the singles she's thrown out there so far. And, and she's really, um, I mean, it was number one on iTunes under the country, which I thought was, you know. Was it? Yeah. It beat Kenny? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, oh, I suppose. She has something on Instagram about it. And she, yeah, had, you know, big signing fest and she's got a following. So I really think yeah. this album could be huge. I don't know about like country radio or even on like the highway if she's on there but See, and that's what i was that's what i was wondering too is what is her like what are her goals and her interests and like the people at her record label like is she someone that's gonna come over to the states and do the whole national thing or is she just gonna say i mean maybe well, do a few already, of those 
been to Nashville. She wrote a lot of songs there. Right, no, but I'm saying like like full time, mm-hmm. like she's gonna move and like she's gonna live in Nashville. She's gonna go tour the country. Um, does she go that route or does she stay in the UK and say, I'm just gonna own UK country? I don't know. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I I know, you know, we've talked about UK country and it's getting, you know, more popular over there. People are listening to their version of country, but it's still not Right. The country music here. I think she's going to make a go of it here. I hope so. I really do. I mean, VIP meet and greets, front row. Yes. You'd probably sing and dance with the teeny boppers, but I don't know. Other song than Hunter, your favorite? Or? Um, Lost in the Middle is a good one. Yeah. I like that one. That one. That one and Good Goodbyes. Yes. Cinderella. I could list them all, but. Yeah. It's yeah. good. So, yeah, if you're listening. Go check out Catherine McGrath. And she wrote all the songs, or like, I think at least was a part of writing most of them. Oh, so really? that's always cool. I, I think leading up to her release, um, she had like little videos on Instagram, like just a backstory of each song and where she was when she wrote it, who she wrote it with, and the story behind it. So that was cool. Her social media skills are on point. Yeah. No, she's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, and yeah, hopefully she comes to the States. Otherwise, we'll have to make a trip over and go see her in concert. Definitely do that. Down for that. Um, same day that she released it, Kenny Chesney released his latest album, um, Songs for the Saints. Your thoughts? So I listened to it when it first came out, which I realized I shouldn't do because it's 11 o'clock and I should be sleeping and I just... I've Okay, I've, I've had the same thought and I you have a good point, but at the same time, when you listen to it, when you're kind of like half sleeping... If there's that one song that just like jumps out to you, you're like, okay, this is a hit. This is a banger. Like, no, it doesn't happen to me. No. Same thing happened when I listened to Chris Lane. I was like, eh, it's okay. And the next day I was listening to it in my car. I'm like, oh, this is a jam. So you should just not even stay up for new music. I know, but I get so excited. Um, anyways, so listen to Kenny's album whole way through. I was like, eh, whatever. They're all very tropical fine and then last night i was like i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna look up the lyrics and follow along and like it's a very lyrically driven album and i love it like now that i've listened to it it's great and like i've never been to the caribbean is it the caribbean or the caribbean potato potato gotcha um and so i i don't know personally what those people are going through but obviously it's a big part of kenny's life and um, I I do like all the songs. You know, it's not necessarily ones that you would jam to at a concert full of 70,000 people. Maybe not all of them, but there's some gems in there. And it's I think it's one of his good pieces, better pieces of work, like all the way through. It's very personal to him. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I mean, it was, it was very personal for him because he knows all the people down there. They're some of his biggest fans, but then it's friends and it's in a sense family to him. Yeah. Like they were that the islands were basically destroyed. They had yeah. rebuilding from, um, ground zero, but I, I like it. I mean, yeah, it came from the heart. It was personal to him. Um, I just like when artists do those projects that, and I don't know what the situation was or if his record label or managers were kind of like, uh, maybe don't do that. I don't know. I like when, like Neo is one of my favorite singers and um, he sings R&B and he didn't, unfortunately he didn't complete the whole project, but he had an album where 
his goal was to basically make the album an entire movie where each song was going to have like a five minute music video. Oh my god! And it was like a story. And I think he, I think he released five or six music videos um, because of it. And it, it was a cool project. And like, yeah, not a lot of people know that. I'm not going to say it bombed, but as a fan, like I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's something new. Yeah. And I think with Kenny, um, that's what he did. And he just he wrote in a three week period. I think yeah. you know, right after yeah. the hurricanes happened, but. Well, story goes is like he changed labels, record labels, and he went to, I think it's like Warner Music Nashville, and he told like some chairman or CEO, he's like, this first album, because after the hurricane hit, he like knew already what was he was going to do. He told the record label, he's like, this first album is going to be a charity album. Hmm. And they're like, it's Kenny Chesney. Do what you want. Like, you're coming to us. <laughs> so, I mean, all the money... From the sales goes to his um, like nonprofit that he created or foundation, Love for Love City, which is also one of the songs on on the album, and it sends like medical supplies. It sends um, even like instruments to like oh, wow. schools down there. Um, you know, afterwards finding lost pets. He, you know, all goes there. So I mean, it's cool when I mean he obviously doesn't need any more money than he has. Right. He doesn't need to profit, and this isn't you know. I just think I like when artists do that. Yeah, I am I am going to be very curious to see what comes out of this album. And to be honest, I think it's going to have a very short shelf life, if that makes sense. Could be. I, I'm trying to, you know, going through the album, like, you know, there might be a song or two, at least in my opinion, that I'm like, okay, he could release that to country radio. It's not going to go top 10, but... Mm-hmm. He could do it. I don't yeah. know. I, th- I mean, I don't know what other pro- like what other songs he had in mind because I'm sure when he recorded this, he was in the middle of you know recording other songs or writing. Sure. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if, say, next year, 2019, he releases more of a Just, traditional, yeah, normal maybe album. But yeah, I don't know. But um, fun fact: the song "Get Along." Reached yeah. number one. It was his thirtieth number one. That's the most number ones of any country artist. He surpassed Tim Allen and George. Tim so it's Allen now King George. Kenny. Do you know how far Tim's behind? I don't know. Tim Tim can still get him yet. True. But no, that's um, we can talk about it when we get a little bit more into Kenny. But I mean, for not being the George Strait, Alan Jackson kind of country singer, right? It's pretty impressive. He's got a very loyal. Set of fans. Yeah. It's No Shoes Nation, so. So could you narrow your favorite songs on the album to a few, or? On the album. So I could, because I took notes. We're All Here is. Yes, that was on my, that's my yeah. Um, Ends of the Earth, An Island Rain. Um, I really do like the message of songs for the saints, though. Yeah. I thought that was just powerful. It was good. Yeah, no, I like, I mean, Get Along True. Yeah. is, you know, a perfect one. Um, we're All Here. I think that one has the best potential to be another uh, single. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, it's just like, a, you know, like raw messed up and weird, but like. But we're all all right. Yeah. Great pun. Yeah, thank you. Great relation. Um, Every Heart was another good one, I thought. Mm, yes. Um, but yeah, I know he, he has a few duets on here with, I know one of them was with. Um, Ziggy Ziggy Marley Very tropical yeah. Hippie kind of sound to it So yeah he did things different But Jimmy Buffett 
Jimmy Buffett, and I think there was one more, Mindy. Mindy, I think she sang on Better Boat. Yes. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a different, um, like you said, it's not one you're going to like, you know, plug your phone in and be like, I'm going to go jamming and right. listen to it. But, but it was something important to him and he thought yeah. he wanted to share it. So I'm all for it. So yeah. it makes good country music. No, that's exactly it. And I mean, Kenny has been, I mean, him, Tim, Keith are kind of like this era's group. Right. And the longevity of their careers is just right phenomenal. And they're all still out touring and cutting new great songs like they haven't just fizzled out. Right. That's the thing. I mean, they're they're doing huge stadium tours mm-hmm. every weekend or during the week. And it's it's impressive. And I think um, the thing for Kenny, at least, like you look back on like the songs he's had in the last two, three, four, five, six, seven years ago. And you're like, oh, yeah, he had that one. And mm-hmm. there, there was never this there wasn't ever a time period. Where we were like, where's Kenny been? Like he's right. always been on the radio. He's always been yeah. touring. Even if you took a year off, you're like, OK, he took a year off. He's coming back next year. Yeah. I better go to a show. Exactly. Yeah. But so. if you ever like look back, his first, I think maybe album or two, you don't know any of the songs. It's just crazy no. how like we're so plugged into today. Like if an artist puts out an EP, like <laughs> we know what those songs are. Whereas, I don't know, when he came up in the mid 90s, it didn't strike gold with the first one. Maybe not even the second. No. I and mean, then he found his niche. Right. I, th- I think that was the key for him, too. And I'd be interested in only what, like, why that was the route he wanted to go in or, like, what he, that's maybe that's yeah. what he felt comfortable in. But, um, yeah, I, I think his first main hit was Fall in Love. Mm-hmm. You'd recognize it. Would I? Oh, yeah. I know Down the Road, that was, like, an early one. Was it? Mm-hmm. I know. Fall in love. You would no. Die. That's not it. Back where I come from. That's it. Yeah. Um, fall in love and all I need to know. I think you'd recognize. Hit, go check it out on Spotify. Okay. We'll create a playlist. <laughs> oh um, boy. But no, those were his. Yeah, but that that just shows like okay, those were his first. Right. You know, top ten hits, but that wasn't. I mean, that's not even what he's remembered as. No. Right now. Um, yeah. Even when you go see him in concert. He can't play all of the hits. I mean, he could if he wanted to play for four hours, but sometimes you're like, oh, he didn't play that one. Oh, he should have played that one. And it's just. But he doesn't. Yeah. But he doesn't like, uh, like Tim and Faith. He doesn't play like a lot of them that you're like, oh, oh right. Why is he playing this one? Yeah. True. But I don't know. And I think Kenny too, like it's, it's more than a concert when you go to see him. Yeah. I mean, I've only been, I've seen him once. You've seen him twice. Twice. Yep. And it's, it's like an. A legit event and I think he's I think he's so good for country music because he has that crossover appeal mm-hmm. where people outside of country are like oh I know that's Kenny Chesney or like right hear his voice or hear his song and I think that grows his fan base so when he's bringing these openers of like Brandon Lee Old Dominion Thomas Rhett like these other fans are getting a chance mm-hmm. to hear him being like okay I, I was kind of digging that Old Dominion song like, right maybe I'll go check yeah. him out and I think so while there's plenty of people that and I think it's gotten better for Kenny where people haven't, I mean, I'm sure there's still some naysayers saying like, oh, Kenny's not country. He sings about, you know, toes in the sand, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But um, I think you hear less and less of that. I do too. And another, like maybe just to sum up the, he's just so humble, I think about everything. Like for all of his stadium tours, like 
he just sold out Soldier Field in Chicago, but for no matter where he goes, before each show, he climbs to like the very top, like the highest seat. And he's like, I can't forget about my fans who are sitting way up there. And I have to oh, wow. mentally think about how I need to reach them. You know, oh it's gosh. easy to get the people in the front row, but I have to make it so everyone feels like they're in that front row. And so That's he climbs true. up there. And if you like see him on Instagram, he'll have a lot of photos of like the whole stadium. The football the yeah. Yeah. Stuff. So he just makes it a habit to do that. So he doesn't forget, which is kind of cool. Yeah. No, he's great. And yeah, you just hope he, he doesn't slow down at all. Right. I um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the country's in a good place right now where there's yeah. a lot of hungry up-and-coming artists, um, and there's, I mean, what's the country radio? You have 30 songs or 40 songs on the countdown, and it's like the more artists, there's so much good music out there. Yeah. He continues, he continues to crank out top 10 hits, number one hits. It's impressive. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And I think, like, his... Uh, tropical, you know, summer tunes have kind of paved the way for like other artists oh, yeah. coming in. Like if you think of like Jake Owen and like even Zach Brown band, like some of their songs, like Jake Owen might be, he's not Kenny 2.0, but he's got like beach in and right. barefoot blue jean night. And I just think it, it gets more of that Island feel or, you know, people aren't as scared to go in that direction. Thanks yeah. to Mr. Chesney. No, I think, um, I think that's exactly right. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I don't know if you created a list of your top songs or what comes to mind when you think of Kenny Chesney. Well, I think I mentioned it. My all-time favorite song, no matter what, is "I Go Back." Okay. By Kenny Chesney. That is a good one. Um, and, and in concert, if anyone ever sees him in concert, anything but mine is one of the best ones to hear, and you kind of forget about that song, but. He lets the the stadium sing the whole last verse or last really? chorus, and it's just it's so cool because you're like oh yeah, I mean that song's probably over ten years old, but yeah, I don't try to have a don't have a year on it, but yeah, you're you're going through like the list of his songs, and you're just like oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah, as you're going through, and you're like well of course he can't play all right. all of them, <laughs> like he probably can't even play all thirty number one hits, yeah. Um, but no, I go back's a good one. I put like I go back and don't blink don't in the blink. same box, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it's like a graduation nostalgic kind of feels sure. that kind of deal. Um, but I think for Kenny too is like you alluded to when you're talking about this current album he did and how it's like the lyrics are so good and like it's just so well written and strung together between. You know, not even just between like the first and chorus, but like within a verse, like with each line, like it's connected. Yeah. And just like that emotion he creates, like all of his songs are so like powerful and like real life when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sings, she thinks my tractor's sexy or when the sun goes down, but then he'll hit you with like, there goes my life. Ugh. Like a powerful song in a music video. And you're just like, it's a great oh, Kenny song. gets me. Yes. And I, th- I think that's what a lot of country fans can like why they like him because they're like, okay, he's one of us. Yeah, absolutely. And he has those those songs that can, you know, crank up a stadium, but then he does have like the softer ballads or, you know, love songs that are still good. And like you said, lyrically and everything is just, oh, he's so good. So good. So good. Well, let's hope that him and Tim go on tour together because that'd be a oh, rockin'. God. Him, Tim, and Keith. Mm. Well, him and... Uh, uh, 
Tim, what did they sing together? Like rock star like or something? Rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they should they should do that. Hopefully there's no like policemen with horses around, but <laughs> that I mean, true. that's all we have to hope for. That is true. Um, anything else to add, Kenny? I mean, if if he comes I mean, back, I'm going again. Right. And I'm going to the sandbar. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, I didn't go this past spring, whatever, when he was mm-hmm. um, in the state, but yeah, I think the next time a Kenny comes, I'm like, I'm going to be, like you said, be in the sandbar, hitting that yeah. beach ball up in the air. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be worth it, so... Exactly. But um, aside from Kenny... Um, you saw him this past spring, but next week we're going to go see Mr. Cole Swindell, who is someone that's on my bucket list. Um, just because I think he's, I don't know if he's underrated. I mean, we compared, we compared him to Phil Vassar Mm -hmm. a month or two ago. Right. I don't think it's on the podcast. I think we're driving to Phil. I feel like he hasn't broke out yet. If that makes any sense, he's been doing this forever and he, you can name you hear a song, yeah, oh yeah, he sings that one, but he hasn't had that song. I don't know. Like, why really? didn't he take off like Thomas Rhett? I mean, I think he's taken off, but yeah, he's not on a Thomas Rhett level, and I don't know why that is. Right. I think he has just as many top hits as he does. Here, let me, I don't let think me pull so. this up. I mean, Cole started as a songwriter, and I mean, he still is, and he wrote some great tracks for. TR But I mean So so we're seeing him at the state fair And I think of last year I saw Kit Moore Do we put them on the same wavelength? Oh that's a good point Yeah I probably would Yeah, They're pretty similar Um, Let's see here Thomas Rhett 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 Okay Thomas Rhett's got like 10 number ones And I don't think Cole Swindell has that many. Um, let's check her out right here. Chilling it. Um, chilling it went to two. Really? Okay. Okay. So chilling it was two. Hope you get lonely tonight was one. Ain't worth the whiskey one. Let me see a girl two. Mm. You should be here one. Middle of the memory one. Flatliner two. So I mean, yeah. out of the gate, he's got seven songs that went one or two. Right. Um, but you're right. Like he's he's not like a afterthought but a little sh- bit a little bit yeah he should get some more <laughs> yeah some more credit but i'm looking forward to it because i think like you said he's such a good songwriter right kind of hoping he covers a few songs that he's written or yeah. at least like what like a I mashup so. and even yeah. like a little bit of each but um yeah he's someone that um i think yeah like a kip I think his he's still got I think the best is still in front of him. Put right. It that way. I think so too. I think he'll have a a a long career in this Nashville business. So yeah. hopefully. Right. So um looking forward to that. Um Michael Ray's opening for him and we can talk about him at a later podcast because he's actually um headlining his own show in Green Bay in September, but um yeah, you're gonna have Michael Ray and Cole Swindell. It's like that's gonna be a party. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wild. But, um, yeah. Let's get front row. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, reach this point in the show where we educate you folks on artists you need to be listening to, other than Thomas Rhett and Kit Moore and Cole Swindell and Kenny Chesney. Like, it's like the next generation of country singers. Yes. 
whether they have a four-song EP or they have 20 different singles that they put on Spotify. Um, Like, the more you just... You find one artist, you follow them, and they're friends with another artist, or it comes up like, oh, because you listen to this song, you should listen to that. And it's just like, it's the national country scene is so much larger than mm-hmm. I think I ever realized. But it's like if you click on a YouTube video and three hours later you're watching yeah. something completely unrelated, that happens with Spotify a lot. It's really fun. Right. Yeah, you go down the rabbit hole. What's a good rabbit hole? It's go a down. great rabbit hole. Yeah. So, who's, encourage it. so who'd you say is. Your artist of the week, you want to share? Mm, my artist is Adam Sanders. Ah, that's a good one. Not Adam Sandler, Adam Sanders. Um, and actually, speaking of Cole, Adam kind of is starting out, I feel the same way. He's been a big songwriter in town for a few years. He wrote Ain't Worth the Whiskey. Oh, really? And he wrote uh, Dustin Lynch's um, Hell of a Night. He's wrote, writ, written. He wrote, he, he's written songs for Luke and Dirks, um, Flora George Line, like he's buddies with all those guys. Um, he has a, an EP with like six songs on it. Uh, he has a song called Alan Jackson. So, I mean, what else? That is a good one. Know? Um, Overdid It was kind of his first one, like out of the gate. It's a great jam. And then he has like a slower one. It's called I've Been Meaning to Call. Um, I don't know. It's a sentimental, emotional song about, you know, I think probably his leaving home and I think it starts off, you know, meaning to call mom, you know, I've been in Nashville for a while, pick (laughs) up the phone. Um, that one burning roses. Um, he's got a great voice and obviously he can write a song like no other. Um, so I think that's a deadly combination when you can write songs and he knows what he wants. He doesn't want to get, um, you know, he said he doesn't want to really be a puppet in this game. He wants to do what he wants. So I think uh, he's got a little bit of a not rebel, but yeah, he's he knows sticking he his ground, and so let's keep an eye out for him. Adam Sanders, not Adam Sandler. No, who hasn't had a good movie since mm, Click? Click, Chuck and Larry, maybe. No, just go with it. With Jennifer Aniston was good. Okay, yeah, that's solid. This is the rabbit hole. Yes. Okay. Your. And then we end up we're watching cat videos or something. We watch Friends now. Okay. Yes. Um, no, my artist that you need to check out um, wrote about it this week. Uh, her name is Hannah Ellis. Um, you probably won't hear on the radio or anything like that um, right now, but um, I just really like I really like her sound, and I don't know how to like. Is she I know that sounds, the UK? No, mm-hmm. I don't believe so. Okay. Um, any like the. Go to the website, raisedonit.blog, um, wrote about it there, had a few songs listed, but the two that I want to draw your attention to is there's a song called Officer Down. That was her first, mm. it wasn't like a single per se, but um, she actually lost her cousin, who was a police officer. Um, he was killed in a line of duty, um, and she wrote this song called Officer Down, and it's very powerful, very somber, and it it kind of went viral, so she was asked to sing it at all kinds of different law enforcement events and throughout the country um, a few years ago. So that kind of got her known. But um, other than that, she just released a song called Home in a Hometown. It's a good one. It is a good one. It's like it's saying you moved away to Nashville, you know, that feels like your home, but you still have your hometown. They both 
you know, have that special place in your heart. And like I said, her voice, it really reminds me of Janet Kramer, mm-hmm. kind of a twang. Um, so I would go, go listen to that song, go listen to Jana and kind of compare them. I think you'll be like, okay, wow, this is kind of freaky mm. as far as how close they sound. But, um, yeah, I think she's someone that um, could end up honestly being the next Carly Pierce, in my opinion. Which I think Carly Pierce had like a Twitter Q&A and someone asked like, who are you listening to or something like, who would you mm. like to collaborate you, or something like that? Someone, was it, yeah, someone like, and who it was would Hannah. you, yeah, she's like, or if, if you were to headline a tour, yeah, who would you want as your, like to bring as your opener? And she said, man, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I was like, oh, all right. So people know of her. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, go check out Hannah, go check out Adam. You won't be disappointed. If you are, stop listening to the podcast because you have bad taste in music. But don't. No, Any- listen to it again. <laughs> Trust me. The first time isn't always. That's fair. Listen to it a few times. So now for our throwback jams. Um, this is a group I believe we left off of our discussion. Uh-oh. From our last podcast when we talked about the best groups. Shenandoah? Oh, close. I don't think we talked about them. We talked about the Dixie Chicks, but we did not talk about this other group, I don't believe. Is it a female group? Yeah. Shadaisy? Yeah, I don't think we talked about them. I thought we mentioned them. Maybe. Anyways, little goodbyes. Yes, that's the jam. Shadaisy. Um, they were so good for a four or five year period, too. Yeah. Um, just, just a great sound overall. Um, their debut album, The Whole Shebang. Um, went platinum in 99. They had a lot of success off of it. I believe they're three sisters, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe they're actually like, are there four or five sisters total in that family? And like when one was on like maternity or whatever, yeah. one filled in. Yeah. Which I don't know how, like, how does that go? <laughs> like, one, the one wasn't good enough to make the right. group to begin with, but you're good enough to fill in? Or, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'd be curious to know. But yeah, I think one sister sings the leads, one does the high harmonies, one does the low harmonies. Mm-hmm. And, Makes it work, but they'd yeah. be they'd be a good one if if they were to go on a tour with I don't know four or five other like nineties two thousand acts like that'd yeah. be a fun concert yeah but, they had some good songs so what's your throwback jam well in the beginning of August nineteen ninety one this was this artist very first single off her debut album and it went to number one. It was actually released like in March, but in August is when it went to number one. I didn't mean for this to be trivia, but no, that's fair. <laughs> Leanne Womack? No. Hmm. Ninety-one. Mm-hmm. Faith Hill? No. Nashania. It would be. Hmm. Martina wasn't in ninety-one, was she? No. Nope. No. Nope. I give up. You've seen her in concert. I've seen her in concert. <laughs> I've seen. Oh. Mrs. Garth Brooks. Yes, or as he calls himself, Mr. Yearwood. Um, yeah, so 1991, first song she ever released goes to number one. She's in love with the boy. Such a classic. That is such, such a, a classic. Great song. I mean, if you don't know every word to that song, I don't even know if you're a country fan. Yeah. No, that's a good, and I think, I mean, I'm not a girl. You are, but I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like there's a lot of girls that when they think about like the country music they were raised on, it's like 
Faith Shania, Reba Martina, Trisha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trisha's always in the conversation. Has to be. Yeah. She's... She's got one of the best voices in the business. I wish she was still making, well, I'm sure she is still making music, but. Mm-hmm. What a funny story about when like uh, six or seven year old Aaron was watching Trisha Yearwood on CMT. Yes. Um, we were watching it with a babysitter and I forget what the music video was, but I remember she looked so tall and I was convinced, I was trying to tell our babysitter that she was seven feet tall. <laughs> Babysitter's like, no. And stupid six-year-old me is like, she's so tall, though. She's she's like, she could be a basketball player. It's like, How do no. you remember that? I don't know. It's just oh one of those weird goodness. things. Yeah. So for the longest time, I thought Trisha Yearwood was tall enough to play in the NBA, basically. Wow. That's, yeah, the mind of a six-year-old is something else. Yeah. I haven't progressed much since. Yeah. But you, your word's not mine. True. So, trivia, you want me to go first? Trivia. You want me to go first to see... a jingle for it. Um, trivia. We should get someone to sing like a little key right there. Yeah. So we get someone on the podcast. we're not professional sing. singers. No. Um, Shocking. So, I have about five questions, and I feel like they're going to stump you. Yeah, go and ahead. And if they're too hard, then you can send me back with your ones that are just as hard. Okay. Um, kind of a question... You might know it. Um, this artist was actually scheduled to shoot a music video near the World Trade Center on 9-11, but equipment delays and changes in production schedule um, led to them canceling the video shoots like two weeks prior. Um, and then this <laughs> artist woke up on 9-11 and like, saw what happened and realized that they were supposed to be there that day. Okay. Um, I mean, you're just throwing. Yeah, I could just start it's naming. Kenny. Was Kenny it Kenny? Chesney. Um, the song was for the Tin Man. Oh. Um, one of his. Oh, thank w- one goodness of his, he wasn't there. Right. I mean, that was one of his first songs, but not a hit that people know yeah. of. And yeah, they were supposed to be there that day, you know, getting shots for a video, but equipment delays and changes in schedules, whatever, they. Ended up, I don't know if they postponed it or canceled it. I'm sure they didn't shoot there afterwards, but wow, yeah, it was just like oh. one of those freaky, 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 one of those uh, fortunate coincidences, I guess. Um, speaking of Kenny Chesney, okay, which Rascal Flatts song did Kenny Chesney write? I'll oh. give you multiple choice if that helps. Entry. Okay, gaps, please. Fast cars and freedom. Every day, summer nights, take me there. You're shaking your head at all four. <laughs> so this is not a good sign at all. Uh, take me there? Yes. Yeah. Yep. He wrote that one. Was uh, that released as a single? I don't yeah. think it was, was it? Um, I think that was one I used to listen to on the bus. Let's see here. I think, let me check here. I'm pretty sure that, how does he want to say it went to number one? Like it's it's not a song that you, when you think of Rascal Flatts like mm-hmm. oh like that was a yeah. absolute hit um, yeah it became their eighth number one co-written. everything they touch goes to gold right. co-written by Kenny interesting so, got that one right yeah Ooh. two down three to go oh, a lot of pressure do you know Dirk's Bentley's real first name I'll give you multiple choice 
I want to say Sam, but I don't think that's it. No. It's either Thomas. It's Dave. Thomas. No. No. <laughs> I only eliminated one. <laughs> Bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> it's either David, Frederick, or Roman. Oh, gosh. I hope it's Roman. It's not Roman. He's David? No, he's a Frederick. He's a Frederick? He's a Fred. No. Fred Bentley. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Dirks is actually painful. his middle name. Yeah, good good choice. That's going to stick with you for a bit. Every time you oh, see Dirks singing. That stings a little. Be like, oh, that's Frederick. Wow. So if you get the chance to meet him. Hey, Fred. Fred. Wow. Freddy. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to stick with Do you with know Dirks. where his middle name came from? Is there any backstory on that? I don't. Because, um, like, Frederick is such a... Like standard name, and then Dirks is left field. That's a true. Um, his middle name Dirks is also his maternal great grandmother's surname. Oh, I like that kind of lineage. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder how many other Dirks have been named Dirks, right? Because of Dirks. I don't mean anything against any friends out there. No, but when you have, when you have a name like Dirks and yeah, it's, it's just hard to picture him. Yeah, like, exactly. All right. <clears throat> so hmm. he's a pretty attractive Fred. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I got two more for you. Okay. Um, we talked about Shadaisy. I just mentioned Rascal Flats. Did you know that Cassidy from Shadaisy actually dated a member of Rascal Flats for two years? Joe Dunn. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you know that? Uh... I think when I was doing my research a couple weeks ago, it came up. I remember reading that like when Rascal Flatts first started, Gary was the only one that was married. And now they just said, oh, now we're all married with kids, blah, right. blah, blah. But yeah, that... And she was... she the main singer? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I... Okay. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, I'm not doing so this bad. This is pretty good, yeah. Um, last question. Okay. 1989... Is was considered a turning point in country music by a lot of people. Um, it's often referred to as, quote-unquote, the class of 1989, where these four male singers all had their first major hits during this year. Who are they? Alan. Yep. George. Yes. I'm, you, you got the... Oh, not George. My apologies. Oh, not uh, George. Okay. George was around before that. Okay. Garth? Yep, Alan and Garth. Alan and Garth. The next two would be a... It's going to be tricky. Are they, are they still around today? Not really. No, mm, that's a shame. Do I get any other hints? Um, I'm trying to think here. Um, No. This was before Toby Keith, I'm assuming. Yeah, this is before Toby Keith. Um... One of them has, let's say, three or four singles that are just absolute sing-alongs. When I say sing-alongs, I mean when it comes on, They're all you, they are all sing-alongs. When it comes on, you're like, okay, this is a jam. Um, mm. But he's real country. Oh, very country. Very country. Very country. When when you picture like, yeah, Clint Black. That's one of them. Not the guy yeah, I was talking no, about, but that's one of them. he's another one. Oh, I feel like I'm going to smack my head when you tell me. Yeah. I. It's hard to think. I mean, he's he's definitely 90s country for sure. Um, but. Oh, just tell me. Travis Tritt. Oh. 
So okay. um, some of these songs you might recognize or not. T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Yeah. So Country Club was released by Travis Tritt in 89. Um, Clint Black actually had th- three number ones to start out in wow. 89. A Better Man, Killing Time, oh, Nobody's Home. Yeah. Um, Alan Jackson, it was Blue-Blooded Woman. It was in 89. It only went to 45, so that's where I was kind of like, I don't know why he's referred to, but then in 1990, he had um, a couple top hits, including Chasing That Neon Rainbow. Mm. And then Garth had Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old and his first number one, If Tomorrow Never Comes. Great one. So, and it was like, people say it was a good turning point in country where um, it was like this new era of country singers where it was traditional, but they were kind of breaking the mold and at the same time. Wow. So, yeah. It's pretty good, though. Yeah. I, pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh, boy. Well, I guess when you mentioned a uh, relationship between Cassie from Shadaisy and Joe Don, there was also uh, a young love brewing in the late 90s. Way to narrow it down. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll give you Brad Paisley, as I was finding my throwback for yesterday or today. Yesterday, whatever day you're listening to this. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Brad was in a relationship with uh, an artist who you don't really hear much of anything today. She had a few hits in the late 90s. Um, Alison Krauss? No. Hmm. Blonde or brunette? A dirty blonde. Okay. <laughs> um... I I can I have multiple choice if you prefer. Oh, great. Okay, we have Shelley Wright, Dana Carter, or Cheryl Crow. I don't see him as a Cheryl Crow type, but that would kind of make sense. Dana Carter. Mm, it was actually Shelley Wright. Really? Huh? That's crazy. And she no longer likes men. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. She like came out a couple of years ago and apologized to like. Her relationship that she had with Ben, she's like, I felt like I kind of led them on. I'm like, oh. eh, well, Brad went on to marry Kimberly. So, I mean, he's the real winner. It's right. Like, he ended up okay. But, yeah, that was just kind of interesting, late 90s. Hmm. I didn't know that about Brad. Yeah. And then shortly after, he met his now wife, I'm assuming. Yeah, right? I mean, see, they were together, like, in 99, and then I think 2001 he met Kimberly. She was, like, in the music video then for... I'm going to miss her. Oh, yeah. Great Classic. video, by the way. Just so good. Uh, I think like William Shatner. She did a podcast on just Brad's music videos. Right. Like I went down the rabbit hole, which is like the tagline of this podcast, of his videos. And they can either make you cry or make you just die laughing. Right. Because there is, there's no in between. Exactly. Say, like alcohol and online. online. <laughs> I mean, Jason Alexander's in that one. But yeah, uh, I love Brad. Brad's great. Um, this is probably a easy one, but we're along the lines of Cole Swindell in the songs he's written. What TR song did Cole write? My go-to. Yeah. Give me some, give me some of that. Yeah. Good. All right. I didn't have to do multiple choice. All right. So I was looking at, um, like award shows and like who's won what awards. And so... The ACM for, like, female vocalists of the year has been pretty dominant by, like, Carrie and Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, since 2006, it's 
been one of the two besides one year, 2009, that Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift won. Okay, but my question is, so Carrie won it in 2006. Okay. Who won it in 2005? Martina McBride. No. Wow, really? She was nominated. Oh, I was so confident about that. You were. 2005. Female of the year. Was she a one-hit wonder kind of deal? Mm, she had a couple of hits, but a big hit, like, catapulted her career. Sarah Evans, I don't think, won mm-hmm. any awards ever. She was also nominated. I don't, I've look, like, I don't know if Sarah Evans won any award ever. Which it's I'm, a shame. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of this person, but... Oh, Gretchen Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> was that what gave it away? <laughs> a little bit. Um, redneck... Um, redneck woman. Redneck woman. Yeah, that's probably sure what she's... Enough. Yeah. She won in 2005. She had a couple, after, a couple more after yeah. that, but that was... I. Hopefully that made her her money that she can, right. you know. Chill, and well, I'm yeah. sure she's still doing something. Gretchen, okay. All right. I don't have this one written down, but I figured I'd throw it out there because you did a fun name one with Dirks. But I think we've talked about this before, so you probably know it. Um, you know how Thomas Rhett, his name is actually like Thomas Rhett Atkins, like Rhett's yep. his middle name. Do you know what other like huge country star also goes by like his first and middle name? Oh, Jason Aldean. Yeah. What's his last name? Rogers Smith. You're right. It's something very generic. You're in Williams. There. there it is. Jason yeah. Dean's Williams. Yeah, he just spells it differently. I think, like his middle name is supposed to be like A L D I N E, and he changed the spelling of it. A L D I. L D I N or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's like his dad was involved in the. The music industry. Um, have you heard of the artist? I think Jordan Rager or like that. New oh, artist. yeah. He like he sings a song with Jason. That's right. And because he like got signed or Jason's dad produced like his EP or something like they know each other through Jason's dad, who is. So he's like a cousin or something. No. Oh, they just know. Like professionally, they know each oh, other. Oh, OK. okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well Interesting. Done. Yeah. You too. Thanks. I'll have to think of something a little bit more difficult for next time. That was pretty good, though. Yeah. It's pretty, it made us think, but didn't make us sweat too hard. Um, but, yeah, that um, kind of does it for this episode. Uh, make sure you check us out on online, raisedonit.blog. Um, has some cool things coming up. You're going to want to keep tabs on. Um, fingers crossed. Hopefully we can start um, bringing you some interviews with different artists or people in Nashville. Um, make sure you check out some of our playlists on Spotify. We are on Spotify as well. Um, so our goal there is, I mean, nothing crazy. I think what well, we just want to you know, make some various playlists for you to enjoy. Um, yeah, we can talk about it all day long, but it's nice to have a place to go. Right. To. So I, we don't have a ton up there right now, but we have, you know, the essential Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, Phil Vassar. Um, but I would really encourage you. I know we touched on it briefly in the previous podcast, but um, Emily wrote up a great article and had an awesome playlist about UK country. Honestly, I've been listening to that more so than my my current playlist. So me too, agree. So good, mm-hmm. so good. That's a future podcast too. But um, just go check it out. Um, Spotify, look us up. Raise down at blog. Otherwise, go to the website. Check out the UK country article, and we have the Spotify playlist there. Um, make sure you. 
if you like the podcast and you're listening to it on Apple um, in the podcast iTunes store app, whatever you want to call it, do us a favor, rate us. Preferably between three and five stars, but if you really didn't like it, one star, I guess. No, no, nothing less than three. Do it right, right now, right now as you're listening. So give us a four or five star. Let us, you know, give us a review if you'd like. Um, would mean a lot to us. Um, Want to tease what the next podcast is going to be about? Who runs the world? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh, yeah, that brings back. Uh, I just. You ever have those where? Like Monday or Tuesday. Right now it's Wednesday, and it, like I'm remembering dance moves from a wedding we were at this Saturday. And <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm like replaying that. Like, oh, I really did just try to dance like Beyonce with oh, like, oh gosh, he did like run the world, like yeah, super powerful. I don't even think it was the, a Beyonce song that was playing. I think it was. Not I'll go find way. it. Um, but yeah, like. It was embarrassing, but continue. <laughs> Who runs the world? Girls. Women of country. So, yeah, no, I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, I think we're going to talk mainly about the younger generation, the up-and-comings. Um, Carly, Cassidy, Danielle, Lauren, Lindsay. Lindsay, Raylan. I'm sure I'm forgetting about someone. We'll cover them all. It's a lot, but uh, and maybe we'll talk about the ones that paved the way. Yeah, we can talk about them too. Um, and maybe talk about how we need to start hearing some more females on radio and what we think may or may not contribute So why it, they aren't on there right now. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on all of that, but um, that'll be a cool one coming up. And um, who knows, maybe right now we're coming at you every other week. Maybe we can change it to a weekly depending on if our creative minds can think of content for every week. And if you want to hear us every week. That too. You don't really get a choice. that, yeah. We'll just throw it out there. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, go to the website, raisedonit.blog. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, just don't take life that seriously. If you read the Eric Church article and you didn't like it, just forget about it. Go listen to him. Don't let politics affect the love of your, of your artists and music. So just As enjoy. Kenny says. Just get along. Just get along and listen to country music. Yes. So that's it for this week. Till next time. <laughs>